Monday, August 31st, 2009. Welcome to the Real Marketing Bowl podcast, where we expose the scum of the marketing community. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Real Marketing Bull. My name is Bo Bennett. And my name is Ryan Levesque. And we are your hosts for the show. And today we are going to be talking about something that we are all very much aware of, as usual. This is celebrity endorsements. And i got to tell you what spurred this. I was at the gym on, I think it was on a Friday, a couple days ago. A couple days ago, yeah, Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one of the gyms, they had the TVs on that you can't turn off, you can't do anything. And right. the, the infomercials were on because it was like 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the infomercial. I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I can't wait to do our show on infomercials. <laughs> I am gathering up so much good info. But besides that, uh, it was for a home gym system that Chuck Norris was pushing along with Christy Brinkley, and they had some other celebrity uh, appearances. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think, how many products in the past 30 years have Chuck Norris pushed? You know, I've seen him on tons of stuff. Hmm. And I remember as a kid, I used to go through all the martial arts magazines, and, and he represents Century. And Century is the, like, the primo brand for martial arts equipment and, okay. and uh, uniforms and, and such. Actually, I don't know if he owns part of that or if he has a financial interest in that anyway. Uh. But it got me thinking, how many of these celebrities actually – back up or use the brands that they're pushing mm. or is it just everybody's just uh, for sale right and if, you, if you're willing to pay enough you, you get somebody to uh, to talk about your brand so that was what spurred this question and after a little bit of research ryan what do you find <laughs> <laughs> what's the answer are these celebrities nothing more than uh, prostitutes or are they legit well, there's, there's, I think, one thing to keep in mind in evaluating any celebrity endorsement, and that is that although the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission here in the United States, has some very strict rules in terms of truth in advertising and endorsements, um, don't think that just because there's an ad playing on, on the television or in a magazine or wherever it happens to be, that it has been submitted to the FTC and approved in order to be played. Who does that? Uh, Well, in fact, you can't. There's no possible way, even if you wanted to get FTC approval before running something. They'll give you all the guidance in the world that you need, all the documents that that give uh, really good examples of of different scenarios, and they'll say, you know, this is acceptable because of this factor, this one is not because Mm -hmm. of this factor. Um, But basically, this kind of marketing bull doesn't get pulled until somebody complains. Right. So the the stuff is out there. The advertisers hopefully are paying attention to this and being responsible. But if they're not, the stuff can get on the air and and run. And um, the FTC's role is really reactive. If something comes on their radar, then they'll... You know, go after and crack and down that's and investigate. Definitely interesting to look at. I want to talk about that in more detail a little bit later. Um, but uh, we, we've got a couple stories to tell too that, that give you some background about uh, this celebrity endorsement bull. Uh, first story I want to tell is is one when I was working when I when I owned a, a data center mm-hmm. in Boston. I had uh, we, we used to get cold calls all the time, but this cold call was different. 
it was from somebody who said they were some for some like a you know Boston media production, some very generic company name that okay. sound like a media production, and they said we're very interested in what you're doing down there at uh, Boston Data Centers. And we wanted to come down. We wanted to film you and basically do like a like a fifteen minute, uh, fifteen minute commercial. Profile? Yeah, like profile. I forgot exactly what they called it. They didn't call it a commercial. They they called it yeah something like a segment. I think they, that's what they said on you. And uh, William Shatner is going to be. Uh, he's going to be reporting it and talking about you, Captain Kirk himself. Captain Kirk himself. And I I said. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Are you for real? I said, this sounds great. You know, yeah, this is a great kind of exposure. But being the skeptic that I am and uh, that I was at the time, I asked, is, is there any fee to this? And, of course, that question wasn't just answered. You know, yes, there is a fee and this right. is how much it is. It was. You do realize this is William Shatner we're talking about. <laughs> the answer, I forgot what exactly the answer was, but basically it's, look, let's not talk about fee right now. Let's, let's iron out the details and, and let me talk about, you know, what we have to offer. Is there a time that we could meet? Right. And I said, well, wait a minute. Do you have a web address or where can I find information? He didn't want to give me anything. Mm. After some serious pushing, I it's got too some important. information. It's yeah. too important to just send you a website, Bo. Yeah, we, we, need to, we need to talk. We need to meet. And I said, look, I, I'm not going to meet with you unless I see something in advance. So I looked on the website and mm -hmm. I, I, I was looking for it. I was trying to find it now. And as I guess, they're probably out of business because it's not around anywhere. Uh, it was this company that works with William Shatner and some other, well, I should say some, like, uh, C-list actors. I don't know what you consider William Shatner today. But uh, – and and what they do is is they, they, they do just that. They give the actors, like, some dialogue. And mm -hmm. it, it, it's like a, they're behind this studio and they report on your, your business. And then they, they come in there with the camera crews. And basically it costs – it cost about $25,000 wow. for like a 15-minute segment. And what they do is they give you the DVD. Yeah. That's all they do. And you can put it on your website exactly. or in promotional materials. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so I got to thinking, you know, so William Shatner just pushes anybody's business that's willing to pay. Mm. He's out there just talking about it. And, and to me, I, at that point, I lost all respect for him. Hmm. And I know that that's going to hurt a lot of Star Trek fans. <laughs> so, what? William Shatner? Captain Kirk? You know, the fact that he does Priceline and, and he, he pushed the, uh, the Commodore, uh, Commodore 64, was it? Or the Vic, no, the Vic 20, I think it was. Huh. Yeah, back in like 1980, you could find ads, him uh -huh. within the ads. I mean, that's, I don't know if that's where it started, but I mean, he was tons of products. Like, he, he constantly pushes. Um, and I really had no problem with that until that one instance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in a way, it's sort of a gray area. Like if it's him, sort of doing a, a, a profile, as you said, more playing the role of, of journalist, right? In a way, um, but obviously there's that celebrity name, and there's there is the um, implication that I mean, I'm sure he's not saying you know the this data center has a lot of flaws, and you know, no, let me no, tell, definitely let not. Tell you about it, them. It's, it's a it's a total whitewash <laughs> of yeah. your company. Total promotional. I saw a bunch of samples that mm -hmm. they did, and they're just 
it, it really is like an endorsement, as much of an yeah. endorsement as can be, mm. without, of course, William Shatner coming down to the office and talking with us and looking at our business and uh-huh. making a, an informed Oh, he decision. wasn't even going to be there? As no, no, of course not. Oh, I thought he'd be like walking <laughs> through the, the data center. Yeah, and well, talking if, if with he you. did that for 25 grand, that especially if I were a Star Trek fan, sure, why not? <laughs> no, no, no. He's, oh, geez, he's, that's uh, even worse. Yeah, he's, he's like out in California or something. Just like give me the footage and tell me what exactly. I need to say. That's Ooh. exactly what it is. Wow. And I don't know if he had a if he had a part in this company, if it was part of his company or what, but yeah. that's what they were doing. And we had something similar happen. We did sort of a uh, sort of little something similar several months ago. We got a call from a gentleman who works with a very well-known uh, author, speaker, guru, uh, who was happened to be featured in a movie called The Secret that you might have heard of. And um, this gentleman called us and expressed interest in our product, uh, interest in basically having uh, use of our product for free, and our designers and programmers set up uh, an iGroups website for them at absolutely no charge. And he wanted us to be his biatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, do everything, get it, build us the site, do all the work, and what they were call. prepared to do. In exchange, uh, up front, at least it seemed up front, uh, before we even started doing the work, was have this well-known author speaker record an endorsement uh, talking about our company and and how great it is that we could then put on our website. Um, and Bo and I kind of had a little bit of a funny feeling <laughs> about it. It's like, wait, a have, have you have you tried our product before? Like, no. I, I see. I saw your web page, though, and you know it looks great. And this is something that we'd be willing to. And I'll, well, what would you say? What would he say about it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And he, what he, if our service sucks really bad? <laughs> he was going to talk about it for three <laughs> minutes, and he says, "You just give us what you want to say. Mm-hmm. You write down it, and and he'll say it." Uh, that it, it just did not sit right with me. Yeah, that's the kind of endorsing this guy does. Right. You know, and. and it, it just, like we said, left a bad taste in my mouth. Right. You know, how could how could uh, people do that? But it, it's done. It's done all the time for uh, book endorsements as well. I get, uh, well, I, I should probably disclose that um, my book, uh, Year to Success, has been endorsed by uh, Governor Schwarzenegger, uh, Donald Trump, and uh, I get some other people. But uh, Fred Smith? Founder yeah. of FedEx? Yeah. But uh, more so, Donald Trump is the big one. And you would think, you know, this is the part that I, I'm, I guess I'm not guilty of it. I think Donald Trump is more guilty of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did send him a copy of, I, I sent him a full copy of my book. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to suggest that he didn't read it, uh-huh. you know, that he just saw the cover and saw his name on it and said, sure, you know, I'll sign it. Um, he could very well have read the whole thing cover to cover. Wait, saw the cover and saw his name on it? Does well, that mean you you'd prepared a statement for him? No, 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 no. Okay, no, <laughs> that's what his, it sounded like. No, it said like lessons <laughs> from Donald Trump and the, you know and and uh, Fred Smith. Oh, okay. He knew he was stuff. featured exactly. In it. Oh, okay, right. gotcha. Right, and I and I paper clipped his section to it. But it was you know it's a fairly thick book. Very thick. Um, but I I would hope and I like to believe that he did read at least the majority of it and said yes I like what I like what this author is saying and I, and I'd be more than happy to give a, a honest endorsement for the book. That's what I like to believe. 
Uh, and, and that's what I do believe. But <laughs> I, I know with endorsements, uh, as, as somebody who wrote a book and published a book, I have people contacting me all the time for book endorsements. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they send you like the first chapter because they need the endorsement before the book gets published. I was a little bit different. I actually put together the, the, the pre-book, yeah. and then I actually spent a lot more money on, on doing a more professional one. But what most authors do is they'll send you like a chapter to read, and then you give your endorsement based on the chapter. And uh, what several authors have done for me is they say, here's the chapter, here's the statement that we want you to say, you know, and, if, and if you just you just let us know let us know if this is okay or not. Mm. So they they kind of are hinting that look, you don't even have to read it. We know you're busy, mm -hmm. but just go ahead and put your name on it. Now, I could honestly say that I have never done that, mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of um, one book that I actually wrote a chapter in. Mm -hmm. So of course I I would endorse it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I've read part of. I mean, the value of your chapter alone, alone. relative to the rest of the and book, and I believe that's more what I than said. paid for. Right. <laughs> I think that was my quote too. <laughs> I said I don't know about these other chapters, but the chapter with Bo Bennett that is the one <laughs> that makes this book well worth it. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this now. Uh, you said that's the only time you've you've done an endorsement that way. An endorsement. You've been asked for the. Like, uh, come on, uh, just sign the line. Yeah, Bo. yeah, just sign. say this. Just, and uh, <laughs> you know, no, sorry, I'm I'm not going to do that. Uh, I I just have but, you ever written your own endorsement instead? Say I'm not going to do this, but it does look like a good book. So you know, here's here's my here's what I will say about it. No, no, you just no. say sorry. Never done that as well. But if you notice, there are some authors, and I don't want to name any names, but some authors who are constantly endorsing tons uh, yes. of books. I've noticed that and as well, especially in the self-improvement, self-development yes, exactly. area. Yeah. And you wonder how on earth could these people be reading all of these books or even chapters right. from all of these books? And the answer is they can't. What they do <laughs> is they're trying to get their name out there. And right. in order to get your name out there and to get some credibility as an expert, one of the the secrets of book publishing or mm -hmm. of like building credibility and building status <laughs> is to endorse as many products or as many books as you can. So basically what you're doing is you're, you're just lying. You're just making up a statement. And uh, that's really no good for anybody. At least that's what it seems like. I mean, yeah. You know, we're not there watching through their window to see if they are exactly. reading. But. And you know, like you say, the the volume, the number of books that you're like, this dude is endorsing this as well. Yeah. And one of the guys I'm thinking of is probably the same you're thinking of. I can't imagine he has even had time to read all of the books that he's co-author of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a very uh, well-known series. Right. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Uh, so the, this – okay. I, I lost my train of thought again. That's okay. This is where you jump in, Ryan, and say, <laughs> and I bail you out, <laughs> and you bail me out. My, I check my notes and I move over to a smooth transition <laughs> to the next part of our, our series. Uh, okay. Come on, man, <laughs> help it's, me it's, out. It's right on the edge of my <laughs> tongue here. It had to do with with the celebrity endorsements right, or the the, uh, the authors um, mm -hmm. endorsing the books. And uh, it just as you said, Ryan, you made the statement, we're not, we're not behind them watching them 
And right. we, we don't know if they've – I mean, it's possible that yeah. they've read the several chapters or at least or the whole book or something, but we're not behind there watching them. And the same exact statement it could be said for any kind of celebrity endorsement. For example, I found this from Consumer Reports on celebrity endorsements. And uh, this is according to the, FT, uh, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, uh, Richard Cleland, the assistant director of a division of advertising practices. He says, the basic rule is simple. Here's an example. If, say, Madonna appears as herself in an ad and says she uses Acme cooking oil, her statement must be true. While, and here's another scenario, while shooting an infomercial for roasting, uh, for a roasting bag that's supposed to cook a chicken in 30 minutes, an actor sees the bag repeatedly fail. If he then makes the claim on camera that it's working beautifully, he's breaking the rule, mm-hmm. even if he's reading from a script, so he can actually be held liable. And uh, it goes on some more examples, but basically if a celebrity says that uh, they really like the product, that's subjective. So that's they're pretty safe with that because you, you can't really prove if somebody likes a product. You know, this product is cool. I think it's cool or something like that. It's very this, difficult to prove. Yeah, or this pizza tastes really good. Right, this t- <laughs> it tastes wonderful. I mean, how on earth are you supposed to prove that? But if, if a celebrity makes the statement like, I eat, at, I eat at Kentucky Fried Chicken and no place else, uh-huh. you know, or like a, a, a statement such as that that could certainly be quantified and it's not true, then they can get in trouble. Or XYZ laundry detergent is the only detergent I would ever trust exactly. with my family's clothes. <laughs> and, and yet they, they're using Tide right. all the time. That's when the FTC could come down and people can get in trouble. And uh, I, an example in one of these articles was made with um, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, uh, with that yogurt. Activa. Activa. With the yeah. probiotic. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, she said, she makes a statement about that, like, uh, you know, that's all she ever eats is for terms of yogurt or something. And if that's not true, then she could be in trouble. But nobody's going to be looking over her shoulder, you know, right. all the time right? and saying, oh, my goodness, do you see that? She tasted some Dannon yogurt. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's funny, I was going to say Dannon, too. What if, you know, she's traveling somewhere and spotted in, a, in an airport Right, you know, with the Dannon. not there, but Dannon is exactly. <laughs> right. But she and she needs her yogurt fix. So, I mean, even that would be difficult to to prove and that she's not an out of all the crap that's out the there. Yeah, you know, would the FTC really come down on something like that? In fact, the last time the FTC filed a suit against a celebrity was in two thousand. Uh, it alleged that former baseball player Steve Garvey knowingly made false claims and in infomercials for Fat Trapper and exercise in a bottle. <laughs> that, that product just I mean, reeks scam right there. Yeah, totally. A court cleared Garvey, but the FTC ultimately won a settlement from the manufacturer. Mm. So we're looking at nine years ago that the FTC actually came down on something like this. And I got to say, Ryan, after doing a lot of the research on celebrity endorsements and looking for some of the bull that's out there, I really didn't find a lot. Mm. Meaning that uh, the celebrity endorsement, it seems to be a much cleaner uh, part of the industry than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree with that. I mean, we, we think of marketing bull as... Well, I don't know. I mean, we think of marketing bull as things that are technically legal but mm-hmm. are still deceptive. Exactly. Right. And uh, the FTC does have some pretty strict guidelines 
Um, I mean, a celebrity endorsement is a, a well-known technique that's been in use, you know, for probably hundreds of years. And it's incredibly, incredibly profitable. And it, it works. It works extremely well. So as a marketing technique, celebrity endorsements are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrity testimonials, uh, it, it's just incredible the, the, account, the amount of results that uh, some of these companies get using celebrity endorsements. So, so they work. Yeah. And, you know, what is deception? I mean, there, there's <clears throat> pretty much all advertising is using some, for to, some form of psychology on the consumer, right? right? So, you know, where does it cross the line from this is trying to convince the consumer even on a subconscious level of, right. of, of some connection as opposed to... But that's exactly, what, that's exactly what Marketing Bull is about. That's ex- what we're here for, is to let the consumers know, okay, you may already know this because many people are pretty smart, especially our listeners, but you may be so used to it that you're not consciously thinking about mm-hmm. it. So let's talk about that for a little bit, the psychology of the consumer, consumer psychology when it comes to celebrity endorsements. So, for example, Ryan, who's... Uh, Give me a big celebrity that you that you that you really like. A big celebrity that yeah. I really like. Yeah, somebody somebody who you're you'd be like, wow, you know, I, I would love to meet this guy or this person. You know, every name I would come up with would be really like a niche person, not some like mass media celebrity. How about Jack but- Bauer? <laughs> Jack Bauer. Oh. You like Twenty Four, don't you? I like Twenty Four, but uh, wouldn't doesn't... you love to meet Jack Bauer? Well, his name isn't Jack Bauer. <laughs> See, that's how deep in you are. <laughs> his name is Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, that's right, yeah. No, but, I mean, he doesn't... Yeah, I think the character of Jack Bauer is really cool, but if Kiefer Sutherland is, like, hawking some product, that, to me, doesn't... That does Okay, well... I mean, he, he's a fictional... It's a fictional character, right. too. Uh, well, he hawks Sprint. Yeah. The Sprint Network. That's true. You know, they're always talking about that on 24. Okay, well, well, let's talk about that. Let's let's assume, Ryan, that you have a big poster of Jack Bauer hanging <laughs> up in your bedroom. <laughs> All right. And uh, Melissa doesn't think that's weird. All right. <laughs> and uh, you just got done watching 24, and you see that Jack Bauer is using his Sprint network, and he's doing all these cool things on his phone. And you say, you know what? I think I want to get a Sprint phone. <laughs> Because it's it's cool. It's good enough for Jack Bauer. I mean, look at the guy. Look what I mean, he he's does. He's saving the world, right? And he's trusting the Sprint Network. And all I'm going to be doing, I'm just, I'm just trying to build a company, right? <laughs> now this is getting off in another tangent because yeah. now we're talking about a fictional character in a fictional situation who's using a real product. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is is you're associating that fi- fictional That's right. scenario yeah. with your real life scenario. Right. Like I just said, well, if it's good enough for Jack Bauer saving the world, it'll be good enough for me making a business call. Right. You know. Uh, but let's say uh, let's move to another example of Jack Bauer of Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. If he were hawking uh, some other kind of product. And well, I, let's do something related. To, you know, I think. Um, I think women would say he's sexy, right? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he seems kind of kind of kind of scary looking. Kind of scary? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but he's you know he's 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 at least kind of a you know a macho like you know I, I'm sure he has a sex appeal. I just my um, radar for that as a heterosexual <laughs> male isn't very strong. Um, but anyway, the the point is, or or let's say it's not even sex appeal, but there's a certain macho ness. To, because of the characters that he plays, right? Okay. Um, 
so even you know if it's something whether it be jeans or sunglasses or you know right you know what i mean there's there's i think image is is a big part of it right that if he's endorsing a particular product or wearing a particular product it's creating part of his image and you feel as the individual consumer if i also wear that same product hey i'm kind of like Kiefer sunderland <laughs> exactly. i'm kind of cool the way i put it in my notes here bill cosby is cool Bill Cosby <laughs> eats Jello pudding pops. If I eat Jello pudding pops, I'll be cool too. That's it. <laughs> and that is basically what consumers are thinking. That is what's going through your head, whether it be true or not. That's the association that we are making, and that's why celebrity endorsements work so well. Mm-hmm. Because people generally, uh, the, the consumers, uh, yeah, the consumers have trust in the brand. It builds up the brand's credibility because of the credibility of the consumer. So think about it as uh, uh, like uh, Tiger Woods mm-hmm. has has tons of credibility in what he does as mm-hmm. his as his um, role as a professional golfer. Right. And then um, he, I think he also does something for Sprint, doesn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think he? he does. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think he does. Well, let's just say that he does. Okay. I think he does. Just for the sake of argument. yeah. Well, well, I know he does for Nike. So right. Let's talk about Nike. Okay. All right. So, th- what you do, what he's basically doing, is transferring some of that credibility from himself over right. to Nike. That's true. So that you're, you're making that association, and now, then you can transfer yeah. <laughs> some of that over to you as the consumer. Exactly. So here's what here's what happens. I mean, there are some celebrity endorsements that make perfect sense. I mentioned before earlier in the podcast about Chuck Norris with the Century Martial Arts gear. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense because Chuck Norris is a martial artist. So I would think, okay, Chuck Norris stands behind this gear as a martial artist. You see him, like in the ads, like in his professional fight, uh, wearing the century gear. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're saying, all right, well, this is the stuff to wear. I mean, obviously right. the, the pros wear it, So and, and, and Chuck Norris wears it. He's a celebrity martial artist, so then, you know, great. That's a great celebrity yeah. endorsement. His, his expert status in the field seems to... Uh to become part of the equation too. That it seems if, to me, if, it's a lot more important than his celebrity status. Yeah, that, the fact know. that he stars in some movies or he was like Texas Ranger, right. Walker, <laughs> whatever. Chuck Norris is this big martial arts guy, and out of all the different offerings of equipment or clothing companies in this industry, he has apparently discerned that this is the one he wants to wear on that's his right. back. So, and uh, so that's <laughs> one that makes perfect sense. Yep. One that doesn't make sense, and this this one is actually I, number one on the list for the number one, the, the top paid celebrity pushing a product. Can you guess what that is, Ryan? Uh, I, I can't, but as you were saying this, what came into my mind, who is the model with uh, that did the uh, Carl's Jr. hamburger ad? Is that on your list? Uh, no, that's not on the list. Here. I, I forget who it was. It's on the list of the top ten at least. I don't It wasn't. I don't know if it was Paris Hilton or you know who it was, but some you know skinny waif model <laughs> mowing down on a, a Carl's Jr. hamburger, which you know doesn't not to sense. say that person doesn't enjoy a Carl's Jr. once every three years, but right, <laughs> you know. it's a little bit deceptive to say yeah. the least. And that that gets in a whole other topic, like all the uh, the beautiful women and the the buff guys, like oh, drinking beer, right? You know, having all the smoking parties. cigarettes, smoking even. cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, all those people they're at the gym. You know, they're not, right. Doing that on a regular basis. So what is it? All right. Not, the suspense Anyways, is killing me. The number one, according to Adweek, 
and this was, uh, I, I believe this is a current report, like within the last month, is Catherine Zeta-Jones for T-Mobile. Oh, I never would have guessed that. She gets paid $20 million for that endorsement. Wow. $20 million. Wow. And to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. Because when you think of Catherine's, first of all, when it, when you think her, I, I don't think of, I don't associate it with her with anything. You know, she has no like no character. I mean, she's she's just, uh, like a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. But why would you listen to a beautiful woman about phone service? You know, <laughs> so I mean, this is one of those celebrity endorsements where you, it, it's just it in the in the eyes of the advertiser it makes perfect sense. I mean obviously T-Mobile is willing to pay 20 million dollars for it because it works. Mm-hmm. Because people are associating her with credibility. Ooh, if Catherine Zeta-Jones uses T-Mobile then it's good enough for me. Right. There's I think there's two things here. I think there are two actually I'm just going to jump in here for a second cuz I think there's actually a couple of different things going on. One related to image and the other uh, both are perception, but image and um, quality would be the other factor. When we talk about image, there are things like Catherine Zeta-Jones, her, her, her status, her lifestyle. Those are you know, things related to the image of, of what she represents and that if I, as the consumer, buy what she buys, then I'm sharing in that image or I'm kind of right. like her. I'm in the same class as her. So that's, that's um, one aspect of perception. The other thing I, I think is quality, that, well, if Catherine Zeta-Jones, who's this wealthy woman that she's endorsing this company then the product must be good because you know she's she's rich enough to use any product so there's a uh, implication that the company the product is is credible and uh reliable and you know right all, all those other wonderful things and it's good that you bring those two up because i would like to point out that both of those lines of reasoning or mm-hmm. logic are total bull <laughs> and it, I'll tell you exactly why. And just think about this. Let's let's logically think about this. You're yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. And uh, so the first thing you would do as Catherine Zeta Jones is, besides uh, feeling your own breasts, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is you would go to T-Mobile and you would say, <laughs> I "Can't believe you said that." For why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> if, if you were in her just body. Con- just continue. <laughs> just go on. If you're not, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everybody who's listening. Just go on, please. <laughs> Look how red you are. Look how red you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, if you're Catherine Zeta-Jones and T-Mobile comes up to you and says, we will give you $20 million to push our phone service. Okay. Wouldn't you say... Fine. Whether you liked it or not, say for the rest of my life, I am using T-Mobile for twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether the service sucks or not, well, 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 well. <laughs> well. Uh, now you're getting I mean, maybe some... you have your secret Verizon phone yeah. <laughs> stashed down in the back of your purse for those times <laughs> right. when the T-Mobile connection just ain't cutting it. I don't know, right? Or, or right. <laughs> tucked in the cleavage. <laughs> oh boy. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, why would you know? Why would you turn that offer down unless it was something like if you were a vegetarian and you were trying to promote steaks or something? The steak company came to you. Mm-hmm. You may have some serious moral issues that, for any amount of money, couldn't couldn't sway you over. Right. But, but when it comes to like a phone service, 
you know, you know, Ver, for I most love, consumers, yeah, it's like it's I love Verizon. Verizon's, Verizon's the best, but uh, you know, I'm a sellout to AT and T because of the iPhone. Right. And trust me, if T-Mobile wanted to give me twenty million dollars to talk up their product, <laughs> I'd do it. And go without an iPhone. And go with that for twenty million bucks? Really? Yeah, I'd oh, wait till wow. the. I think actually the iPhone you could you could hack it to work. <laughs> on T-Mobile. There you go, jailbreak. Yeah, it. yeah. jailbreak it exactly. <laughs> uh, but the point being, when when you see these celebrities with with these kind of just like products mm-hmm. that that are just like I don't care, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't care what phone service I use, I don't care what brand of shirt I wear. If somebody's willing to pay me that much money to endorse a certain brand, I'll like it. So you're just as much as a prostitute as everybody else out there, Bo. Huh? When, well, maybe not. Uh, but when it comes to that, <laughs> maybe not as much as everybody else. But that's uh, that's no, what's going when to we're the talking minds. twenty million or greater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody has their price, right? <laughs> right. Especially in these these rough times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the the thing is though, we I mean, in fairness, we don't know. Maybe Catherine Zeta Jones had been in an interview and said, you know, I really love my my T Mobile service or something like that. And or, they picked or, her up because or of they that. saw you know a paparazzi picture of her talking on. Well, I, I don't know. Would the phone say T Mobile on it? I guess it could. Probably, Some of yeah. them do. Um, or sometimes they could just recognize the phone based on the service. That's true, yeah. So, you know, maybe they hunted her down and said, hey, we notice you use this product. Would you like to be a spokesperson? And, and by the way, we'll give you $20 million to do it. 21 if you show cleavage. <laughs> and uh, if you're curious, Ryan, on yes. that list, uh, number two, Angelia Jolie for St. John. I'm not familiar with that one. Nicole Kidman, Chanel, number five. Wait, St. John, like the clothing company, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, Jessica Simpson, Gunthy Ranker. Guthy Ranker, yeah. yeah. For, the, for the zit cream. The, uh, was it Proactive? Guthy Ranker makes all kinds of infomercials. Right. Uh, Gwyneth, and number five, Gwyneth Paltrow for Estee Lauder. And it goes on. And Lindsay Lohan for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and the Olsen twins for lack of food. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. There was one ad that we that I came across. You probably came across it too. The, the uh, Olsen twins did an ad for milk, right? It Does got, body good milk? Yeah, no. and uh, that ad got pulled because obviously they're they're checking into the. Or one of them did. Mary Kate was she the one who checked in for anorexia or the other one? I don't know. They both had some because they're they're not issues. drinking any milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that, that's that's the other side of. The celebrity endorsement. There's a risk there for any advertiser that, you know, the celebrity has a downfall, a scandal. You know, I think O.J. Simpson used to. I forget what it was, but I saw something. He used to endorse a, a particular rent a car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, that's right. The, not Heinz. Heinz. Hertz. <laughs> Hertz. <laughs> I'm thinking Heinz. The Hertz rent a car. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, after he went nuts and psycho. Right. It's not good for the company. They try to disassociate it, but they're never going to, especially for somebody from my generation. You know, I whenever I think of O.J. Simpson, I'm always thinking of well, first the Naked Gun, uh-huh. you know, which I love that movie, and then uh, and then Hurts. You know what I think of actually? What I think of the story about him as a little boy that was featured in Chicken Soup for the Soul. Oh, I don't know that one. You don't know the story about O.J. Simpson? No, seriously. Folks, if you don't know the story, Google it. He has an incredible story, and that's that's part of the whole like tragedy of his downfall. Uh, um, well, the next section that I want to talk about quickly is some uh, radio endorsements. 
I came across an interesting article about uh, entitled Radio Endorsements, Credibility for Sale. And it is basically the same thing except for celebrities. It's more like DJs, like, I guess, kind of celebrity person. Podcast hosts. Podcast hosts. <laughs> exactly. And uh, before we get into that, uh, let's take a break and talk about iGroups. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is interesting because we normally play our ad. Mm-hmm. You know, our 30-second ad for iGroups. And this article talks about how uh, endorsements are the beachfront property of radio commercials, according to Russell Lindley, a co-founder of Ad Results Advertising. Uh, he talks about how it's uh, so much more effective, between like four and five times more effective, like talking about it than just like playing a commercial. Mm. Be- you know, what comes to mind immediately for me is IMIS. I used to listen to uh, Imus in the morning fairly regularly a few years back, and uh, he used to always talk about the products he endorsed, and I, I think that really did probably make a difference for a lot of people. He could have the commercials would play, right. but he would still you know talk about it. I should remember at least from the advertiser standpoint, the tea that was the official tea of the I Miss in the Morning program, oh, yeah. you know? Because, yeah, because he drinks it. <laughs> so we should probably say that Poland Springs is the official water of the Marketing Bowl <laughs> podcast. Is it? <laughs> Since that's the only water we have here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Staples is the official <laughs> highlighter of the Marketing Bowl. <laughs> Uh, here, here's a good quote. A lot of people listen to the same radio personality each day over and over a period of time, and they establish a strong relationship with the people on the radio, mm. Lindley says. Personalities convey their experience with the products, and listeners trust them. It's no different than you telling a friend at the grocery store about a product you tried that worked really well. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that's what happens. So as we are talking, our listeners are gaining uh, some more trust in us. Mm-hmm. So when we tell them to go to igroups.com, I-G-R-O-O-P-S dot com, and get your own social website, uh, they're, they're going to do it. They will. In fact, they probably are right this moment. Or if they're, they're not, they're, typing in. they're part of a very sad <laughs> mi- minority of losers. That's that's the way to do it. You call them losers <laughs> if they don't if they don't use our product. When if they are, around. they are part of a really cool set of folks that are highly sophisticated, sexy. And we should probably point out that they only have thirty seconds to do it because then the website will disappear and the window of opportunity for coolness close. is shrinking. And if you don't, well, geez, something's wrong with you. <laughs> All right, enough pushing that. But I, I found that really interesting, and I think from now on we should do more of that. The article does talk about some of the radio hosts, about what they will endorse and what they will not endorse. Mm-hmm. And it says that, well, at least this one radio host said that he turned down several different endorsements because he doesn't uh, believe in the product. Uh, and some because the companies seem sketchy to yeah. them. So I found that pretty good because, of course, you're, what you're doing is uh, you're you're taking some of your credibility and you're passing it. You're, you're that's lending right. it to this product you're promoting. And sure enough, if somebody tries the product that you just endorsed and talked about and it, it's crap, they're not going to believe you again. That's right. And they're going to lose they're going to lose faith in you as a radio host. Yeah, and that, I think that's especially important for someone who, as a radio host, part of their brand, part of their image. Um, is kind of a, a veneer of integrity and authenticity. You know, that mm-hmm. if then they're prostituting themselves, so to right. speak, 
or, or you know, you buy the product that they're endorsing and it doesn't live up to the claims, then, you know, that, that host's stock has just gone down. Exactly. But I can say I, I can think of uh, at least one product that I've purchased because of the endorsement of a radio personality. And I can think of just this weekend a product that I recommended because of the endorsement of a radio personality. And it's someone that I think of as as uh, an expert. It's someone I trust, and I think, you know. And it's it has nothing to do with, oh, well, you know, I want to be cool like this person. It's really just that I trust their opinion. And, you know, they claim that I've, I've been using this service for years for my family. I buy it for all of my employees. It's an company. expert. It's not a celebrity, is it? Um, or kind of a celebrity expert. Yeah, yeah I would say yeah. it's... Yeah, th- that's a good point, though. I mean, because there is a difference between a, between an expert testimonial, expert yeah. endorsement, or a celebrity endorsement. That's true. Yeah, in this case, this this person is you know positioned as an expert, but they right. also are you know after many years have reached the point of celebrity because exactly. of their expertise. In some cases, it's a fine line, like Chuck Norris. Yeah, you know, part celebrity yeah. and part expert in martial arts. Right. And I appreciate him, and I I trust Century Manufacturing or martial arts because. Of his right. expertness, not yeah. his celebrityness. Here's one for you about just this weekend. I was going through my bookshelves, and I was taking some books off to donate or to you know, pack away and put into a closet. So I'm kind of running out of room. And there was one book I pulled off the shelf. And I'm like, ah, this one. I'm going to put this away. I flipped it over, looked at the back, and I saw an endorsement from probably one of my favorite authors on the back. And I put that book right back on the shelf. I said, you know what? If, if he thinks this book is really that good and that important, then I guess I probably should read it sooner rather that. than later. Good so, story, Ryan. Yeah. Hey. It just kind of hammers in our point. Which is? I don't know. What is our point? <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I think we'd be remiss if we don't um, spell this out clearly so the listeners know what the expectation is. According to the FTC's uh, Protecting American Consumers FAQ, endorsements by celebrities must reflect the celebrity's honest experience or opinion. If the endorsement represents that the celebrity uses the product, that celebrity actually must use the product. And further, once a celebrity or expert, for that matter, has endorsed a product, the advertiser has an obligation to make sure the endorsement continues to reflect the endorser's opinion. So if uh, Bo Bennett of author author of Year to Success is uh, endorsing, I can't even think of a brand of shampoo off the top of my head, Paul Mitchell shampoo, right? Yeah. And Paul Mitchell goes ahead and uh, reformulates their shampoo a year down the road, and you did the commercial today. They need to check back with you. And it spells it right out, actually, on you know a, a semi-regular basis and make sure you're still supporting it or... Or have you try the if they're going to continue to use your, to use your advertisement? Right, that's okay. right. Yeah, right. So they don't have to check with you every time they make a change in their product or in their formulation. Well, if they want to, con- if they want to continue, continue putting your, sure. you know, your image on their website. Yeah, I got it. And uh, one thing you said about using the product. I mean, that's that's that word using the product. I mean, what does that mean? If you use it once, if you use it every day. Uh, it, once again, it's kind of like a gray area in yeah, the line. Yeah, and it depends on you know what the product is. With a cell phone, most people probably only have one, you know one yeah. main cell right. phone that they're using. Something like you know cornflakes. If you're saying you eat cornflakes flakes for breakfast every morning, and 
you don't, then, you know, there's a problem there. Right, especially if you say every morning. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that is it for this podcast on celebrity endorsements. And I, the, the point of this whole podcast, of course, is when you see a celebrity endorsement, when you read a celebrity endorsement, hear a celebrity endorsement, think about it. Don't just say, ooh, you know, automatically, subconsciously say, I'm going to buy that product or this person likes it, therefore I should like it. Think about the celebrity and do they actually have any expert status for the product? And if they do, and well, that's a little bit different story. But if it's just like a completely unrelated product, like a hot movie star and a cell phone, well, <laughs> then you gotta you gotta put two and two together. On that one. Using that cell phone is not going to turn you into a hot movie star or attract hot movie stars. That's for true. the most part. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, let's get into some listener feedback. Alrighty, we have a, an email that came in. Uh, this came in from Richard, and Richard says, "There's some. Uh, this is regarding our last week's podcast on the service agreements. He says there are extended some warranty, extended warranty slash no. service agreement. Right? There are some real service agreements out there. Not many, surely, but some. I won't get a service contract on appliances, TVs, cars, etc. But the source used to be Radio Shack here in Canada." has an interesting couple offers. I go through earbuds for my iPod about every six months due to wear and tear. The cable eventually suffers metal fatigue from being wrapped and unwrapped frequently during the commutes. Last time I bought a set of $25 phones, they were on sale for $15, and there was a no-fault replacement warranty for $1.50, covering two replacements in the next year. Since I expect to spend $50 or more every year on the earbuds, this actually made financial sense. Oh yeah, and I used to work in IT warranty service for People PC, basically looking for reasons to deny through making life harder for customers, forcing them to do hours of pointless work before we would agree to schedule a tech. Uh, there's some good honesty for you. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know how I feel about Apple's Apple Care program. It has provided me a better. Uh, better, more through service. More thorough service. Oh, more thorough service than the paid service, which doesn't does seem insane. That came from Richard. Well, Richard, thank you very much for that input. And yes, uh, I'd certainly agree with you. And uh, I, I thought we made it pretty clear that there certainly are some service agreements out there and some extended warranties that are worth it uh, that you may want to look at. And, and maybe you do know you go through a product on a regular basis and it makes financial sense, especially when they only cost a buck fifty. Yeah, hey, if if I could get a dollar um, fifty plan on my iPod I, uh, headphones, yeah. I absolutely would. I've already replaced a pair, and I've only had my iPhone yeah, since mine as well. December. Right. So that I mean, and it's such a small fraction of of the cost that you're paying for the exactly. item. Exactly. Maybe we should buy them at the source from now on. <laughs> there you AKA go. AKA Radio Shack. I I also want to add too the the whole. Um, difference between the term extended warranty and service contract or service agreement. I, I think part of the, maybe even the difference in credibility in some cases is is in the wording. If something is called a service contract or a service agreement, this is just my opinion, but I would think it's probably more credible than something called an extended warranty. Mm -hmm. um, a service contract or service agreement is sort of a more honest way to say extended warranty. There's also the fact that extended warranty, I think, has – it kind of rings of protection. You know, you think warranty, it's it, it's 
protecting me. Whereas service contract, you think, hmm, the thing's probably going to break down and, well, there'll be some kind of give and take, which is what a contract, even the word contract kind of mm-hmm. like scares people away, whereas warranty seems like a safe place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a nice warm warranty. <laughs> right. Just cuddle up with it. So, right. And he mentions Apple's Apple Care program. And one thing that's different about that, I I didn't buy Apple Care on any of our products that we have. We yeah. have like six different Macs between the, the company and home. I, I didn't buy it. I was tempted to at least buy it on one computer for the support aspect alone. Apple, uh, the Apple Care program does include some kind of support element to it, which, especially in business, can be well worth it. If you need that phone support and mm-hmm. you need to call somebody right away, you have that priority service, which which is completely different than like an extended warranty policy. So that that's a little bit different, and it could be worth it. I'm just I'm just a pretty uh, I'm pretty good at going through Google and getting the answers I right. need uh, when when most things happen. So I felt like I didn't need it. Uh, maybe I'll be sorry for it one day. I don't know, but. Uh, but of course, I believe if you need it, you can still pay for the. You service, could, yep. Right? You have up to one year to get it. Oh, to get it free? No, to buy it. Oh, so after a year, you you can't even pay for service on an Apple. Product? I don't think so. Huh? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's only up to one year. Hmm. But that's that's the way Apple works. All right, folks, that is our show for today. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. If you do have any listener feedback on this show or the other ones that we have done, you can send an email to podcast at realmarketingbull.com. You can send us some tweets at uh, at, uh, marketingbullsh. That's at marketingbullsh is our podcast handle. And you could call and leave up to a two-minute voicemail. What's that, Ryan? One triple eight four five one eight eight six two. And that is it. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. See you. <laughs>